Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by myself, Drew, my good mates, Philip and Bianca. Unfortunately, Kent couldn't be here this week as he has been requested by President Trump to recount the votes. Anyway, on with the show. How are we, team? We are stressed? Not stressed? I don't know. Well, I did, I did try to use my silky voice there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, no, I noticed. Um, yeah, no, we're uh, in a good position because we're, we're watching... We're in a very unusual position. Yeah, but it's a good one nonetheless because we're safety, safely from the distance of Australia watching the US unfold in total craziness. By the time this election goes out, who knows what the case will be. I'll try and get this up as soon as I possibly can. Today, Thursday, the something of November, but um, the US is voting. Yeah, the U... US is the US has voted. They're not. They aren't voting. They're counting. I'm oh, sorry. The US is deciding. Yes. No. Yeah. They've decided. No. I still think they've decided. Just no one knows what the fucking answer is. That's yet. true. We're sorry. Um, the US is finding out what the decision is. Then there you go. That's better. It doesn't have the same ring to it as all the fun hashtags, but um. No, exactly right. Uh, well, well, actually, so so um, yes, no. This this episode though. Um, we're going to start off by talking about the US election. Um, I'm going to let Bianca run with it because I know that Bianca's doing a lot of um, things that I haven't been, despite the fact that I've been watching CNN um, for about... Uh, when did we start watching this? So for the last 20, 28 hours I've been watching this probably, and I've watched... It's got to be nearly a day and a half now. <laughs> yeah, I've had the TV on the entire time on CNN, even when I sleep slept it was on. Um, yeah. So we're going to go through the bit of the US election. I'll let Bianca take that because she's done a lot of the research for it. I've just done a lot of the watching. Um, and then uh, we've also got for you something exciting, which is something we were meant to do last week, which was our favorite sort of things to watch to pass the time. Um, which I think is really good this week because they, they're also your calming things. Like, yeah. We all yeah. need to be a bit calm this week. Um, and then, of course, we have our sick Kent of the week now. Um yeah, you're going to love it. Um, I think that everyone will love it, as always, because it's a great segment and it's a very worthy um, winner for sure. Bianca, fire away. Let us know what your thoughts are on the US election as our US election correspondent. Um, bear with me, though, because obviously I am still in quarantine. Um, I've just got my wristband on saying that I'm getting out tomorrow, but I've just got my lunch Yay. delivered, so I'm just going to go and go to the door so you guys continue chatting. <laughs> Look, so... Um... <laughs> quarantine things that we have to deal with. Um, no, look, so basically the US has voted. Uh, they're counting the elections. This is a very tough election because it's so contested across... It, it's so close everywhere, but it's not just close. It's, it, it, it's not just close in polling because... It's very clear from the beginning that Joe Biden actually has won the popular vote. Um, that's been coming through in every electorate, uh, like, or in a whole over the state, he has won the popular vote, but there's certain electorates where he hasn't. So that's where it gets a bit dicey. Um, but does he have enough electorates? We don't know. He has still hasn't reached the magic number of 270. Neither has Trump. Trump is further behind Biden. Now, again, we've all been chatting about this since they started reading out um, polls. 
So since, since oh, I think New York closed at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, eight, they closed a bit late because they had lines, but um, and that's not... Uh, there's so much to discuss, but that's not illegal. So the first thing that happened... Let's, let's go through the timeline. First thing that happened is 7 p.m. came. Um, that's when polls closed, but New York poll didn't close because there were still people in line. And according to the Constitution... As long as you're lined up before 7 p.m., your vote will get counted. Well, but that's like that's not just New York. That's that's everywhere that had people in the queues um, were voted uh, were able to vote if they were in the queue before the place closed. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. I think that's a federal law because you're allowed because of your right to vote. Um, it federally, it gets a bit dicey because every state has different voting laws. But mm. federal law is that you all have the right to vote. So federal law mm. says. That if you are in line uh, at by seven pm, and they can't throw you back, no one can tell you no. Nope, turn around. We're not going. We don't want you. It's not your um, fault, essentially. If the queue, if they're they're taking a while to let you vote, you got there. You're doing your bit. It's the place hasn't been able to. So it's totally, it makes complete yes. sense. It's common sense, essentially, which is rare for the US. But anyway, yeah. Well, well, well. We were also so I was at a election watch party yesterday all day. It wasn't really a watch party. It was uh, one of our mates, Carmen, was at work and she was like, do you want to come hang out with me? And I'm like, I'm watching the election. She's like, watch it here. So we watched it together. Um, we watched it together and one thing that we noted is in Australia, it is illegal not to vote. So in Australia, if you were... Um, if, if they had the kind of lines that they have in the US in Australia, we'd all have the shits because then we'd get fined. If we didn't get to vote on time, on the day, we would get fined and that's illegal. It's impeding on our right to vote. It's not our right to vote. It's impeding on our forced thing to vote. Um, and if we cop a fine because they're incompetent, you can like... It's never really happened, but you can actually sue your electorate or kind of thing. But even if your electorate doesn't have, yeah, but even if your electorate doesn't have um, the voting capabilities or like say something happens, say I live in the Stanmore electorate and say the Stanmore public school where I vote is uh, caught on fire um, during during election day. So everyone had to go vote somewhere else. Around Stanmore public school, I can walk to the next three voting booths. So there's one in Petersham, one in Newtown, one in Tempe that I can probably get to very easily. Oh, Marrickville's even closer. So, like, they're, and, and they're all within five, ten minutes. So it's not that hard to get to. In yep. the U.S., the issue is you can have one poll in one area and the next voting booth is about two, three, four kilometres away and it's not an easy hike to get to. Like, it will take you another hour or two to get to the next voting booth. They're not set up like we are to force. How, what's our population? 25 million? 22 million or something? Something like that. Yeah, mm. they're not set up to have that many people vote on one day. They did. <laughs> that's, that's, that's essentially what happened. And not just on one day, they voted over mail, they voted uh, absentee votes, they voted uh, pre votes. So you can actually, they have like pre voting electorate, like voting booths. So you can actually still go in before the day of the election. They got they every means possible to pre-vote 
America did. Um, Trump called it illegal. It's not. Uh, but he called it illegal because it's never been seen before. This is the first time it's happened to that degree. Um, it, Yeah, like they just weren't prepared for it and they weren't prepared for counting the votes, which is why, flash forward to yesterday, um, we had this issue that like it was about two, three hours after voting had closed and New York people were still voting because they were still stuck in lines, essentially. Mm. Or not just New York, everyone on the East Coast. Um, so I think it was happening in uh, some parts of Maine, uh, from yeah. memory, New Hampshire, like uh, Pennsylvania, definitely. Uh, Pennsylvania was having issues. Um yeah, so that was the first hurdle where Trump was like, this is illegal, people are voting after voting's closed. Doesn't count. Um, it's in the Constitution that you're allowed to vote, so you're allowed to vote as long as you're lined up. Um, then the second part of all of this came that everywhere was so closely contested. So there were so many places where so many people had, like, the, the between Trump and uh, Biden, there were such close calls. Um, the independents in some places were taking some of the votes. I can't remember who the independents running this year are. Um, they haven't taken enough votes. I mean, they've taken quite a few votes. Mm. I think one of the independents had like quite nearly a million votes, which is not something that happens often. Um, Completely no, well, forgot to write down well, who the well, independents well in, were. In some places, they've taken up to 2.5% of the vote away. Um, again, so at the time of us recording this, we're still um, looking at Biden on 253, Trump on 213, and we have Georgia up for grabs, um, uh, uh, um, Arizona up for grabs, Nevada up for grabs, Philadelphia, uh, so Pennsylvania up for grabs. Up for grabs. And um, Alaska. Michigan up has for grabs. been one now. <laughs> Michigan um, and, um, and Wisconsin are both um, Bidens. So essentially, we're looking at those ones, the key ones. Um, as it stands right now, uh, Biden is hauling ass on Pennsylvania um, and has closed down a 700,000 odd gap to just 196,000 because the time right now at recording is 12.37 p.m. in Australia. Um, Eastern Santa time or daylight time, I should say. Um, and uh, Georgia looks like it's about to swing to um, to Biden, Biden potentially. So who yeah. knows? I mean, obviously, at the time of this going up, because this will take me several hours to, to edit and get up, <clears throat> it's all academic. And when you're listening to this in about two and a half years' time, it's completely irrelevant. But I just think <laughs> it's an interesting snapshot right now of the way it's well, looking here, at the moment. So, so it's looking like Trump is going to try and contest Wisconsin. Um, he's going to do that with Michigan too. He's already put a lawsuit in in Michigan. Yeah, so he's already put the lawsuits through. Now, in Michigan, I think he's also looking already to set up one in Pennsylvania uh, because Pennsylvania is where one. Pennsylvania is where the judge originally ruled that voting ballots received after 8 p.m. So mm -hmm. uh, not vo voting ballots received via mail after 8 p.m., still get counts, counted as long as their postmark was before a certain date. And I can't remember mm -hmm. what the date was. But then um, she got overruled by uh, the Supreme Court, I think. I don't know. Uh, one of the other courts overruled that judgment. Um, so now there's, 30, there's 300,000 votes that probably aren't going to get counted. 
Um, who knows so though? That- who, who, who knows though? The, the, the issue the issue at hand is that it's kind of like what play makes more sense. So that was one ruling that that <coughs> went in the favor of the votes being in existence. However, um, if we look at say um, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania also put in a request um, to the courts to start counting those those ballots earlier which was rejected then they turned around and said okay well we're not going to be able to get these votes in the door until all these ballots in the door till after the deadline because we don't have the capacity to be able to hold them and store them and have them here and have them in on time because you're not letting us kind of start clearing out the shit in the way and they went no it should be fine which just isn't the response it wasn't so here's the thing the reason why a lot of a lot of republicans right now on twitter are going off because they're like, where did all these extra votes for Biden come from? So as you said, there's been a flood of votes in Pennsylvania towards Biden. They're mm-hmm. like, where did all these extra votes come from? And it's quite literally, they came from the room next door. Um, I'm saying this theoretically, like they, they were storing all the postal ballots that got in before 8 p.m. in another in another area because they couldn't fit it all into the same thing. Um, every state has different laws. So the, the very beginning of the election, you saw like a very massive surge for Biden in a lot mm. of states. That's because a lot of states were counting all the uh, mail-in votes before uh, the they got even the polling votes. So they were like, we have all the mail votes. We're just going to read all the mail votes now and mm. we'll sort the poll votes later. Ohio's an um, example of that. Yeah, everyone, Ohio everyone thought, had a- Everyone thought Biden was going to take Ohio back and then suddenly no Trump came in with the... the- the election day votes and took the lead back again. Um, most other states, though, were doing it the other way and doing the the uh, mail-in votes after the election day votes, and therefore that's why we're seeing this slow burn in the favor of of Biden. Biden, yeah. So now there's another surge into Biden, and that that's again because uh, that's why Pennsylvania is looking like they're one Biden because they're voting counting all those votes now. Um, I think again Maine, all those uh, states. But the contestant comes if currently there is still a small chance, not massive anymore, but a small chance. I think when I was writing all these notes, it was a pretty massive chance, but now not so much, um, that Trump can contest this. And it's perfectly because he might not, Biden still might not actually have the 270. So then you have to get to 270 electric votes to actually get mm-hmm. uh, presidency. So if Trump contests that, you know, he hasn't gotten to 270, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's probably not the best contestment because so far, clearly, everywhere Biden has won the popular vote. Every state, almost every state, even if he hasn't mm. won the state because he hasn't won the electorates, He's close to or surpassing Trump. Well, in well, the that's, well, that's one thing that so CNN throughout the night mentioned as well. They they said um, if Biden pulls out an even greater lead than he currently has in the popular vote, it's going to make it harder for for Trump to be able to contest some form of um, kind of irregularity in this and some kind of like foul play here. Despite the fact that he outwardly claimed it anyway, because he's a fucking idiot. And straight out went and tried to um, desecrate the idea or the the form formula for democracy in the U.S. Um, and Ooh. seems to also completely misunderstand that um, this is the way every election has ever gone. 
Um, he also cho chose to yeah. be a complete yeah. hypocrite and say, um, "Hey, I'm not winning in Alaska, in, in um, Arizona. We need to keep counting those votes just to make sure that that I, you know, he he graciously did say, graciously in Trump style, said, "Look, I may lose, <laughs> I may lose Arizona. I'm very may. I, it says I'm losing at the moment, but I may, I may lose it." But let's just count all the votes just to make sure that I, because I could still win it. But those votes in Pennsylvania <coughs> and Michigan and Wisconsin, they're not being counted on election day. So we should stop counting them right now because I'm ahead at the moment. Um, and I think that that's okay because I'm winning this one because it's election day and I'm ahead. And that's how elections work, right? Wrong, you fucking orange dumb prick. That's not how it works. You are the biggest failure of, of democracy I've ever seen in a democracy since Hitler. My God. Um, I completely agree with you. Like, he completely came out of fucking nowhere and was just like... That That whole speech was so thin. He basically did a I've won speech mm. and then he didn't win. <laughs> um, so, like, someone posted up that, like... Uh, after he put the speech up and someone t posted it up on Twitter, someone was like, he didn't, he hasn't won. And I wrote underneath, someone needs to do this in a Ron Howard voice. Um, <laughs> Cause he's fucked up. What, what, I, um, what I can say, I'll, I'll let you finish the point there, Bianca, is that next week's, oh, yeah. next week's episode um, is going to be so good. Cause we're going to be able to analyze this and, and go through this. The problem is when we're doing a pre-recorded show for something that is such a moving target is that we're trying to give you breaking news or breaking updates. Like, I'm looking at the screen now and, and looking at the results. doesn't make a lot of sense for me to be reading out the numbers that I see on the screen because, it, again, it's a moving target. By the time this episode goes up, we'll have an answer from Georgia by the looks of it. They need about another three hours. This episode will be up in about four hours' time. So, you know, it's, it's hard to... It's a moving target to try and report on breaking news. That being said, though, next week's going to be fascinating to go in and, and review it and, and have a look at it and, and break down on it. Well, let's, let, let's then talk about this because this is the part that I find most interesting about all of this. Mm -hmm. No matter what happens here, I think it's going to get contested. Absolutely. If somehow in a magic miracle, Trump pulls out a win, uh, which I don't think he can at this point. Like I'm looking at the numbers <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't seem like he can win. Maybe he can get enough seats to make sure Biden doesn't win. Because again, I mean, Biden needs six more seats, mm. I think, at this point, seven more seats. But maybe Trump gets those seven seats, Biden doesn't get any more, I don't know. Let's say that he doesn't get to it. The, Trump is going to contest this anyway. It doesn't matter. Trump will. Con um, Trump, will, Trump was always going to contest it, even if it was a blowout. He would have contested it. So, yeah, the, the last thing I was going to say was um, the two times before this one is, has happened to a contested election. And this is what everyone's analyzing at the moment. And I think this is what the Republicans are holding on to, that if they get to contest it. But this is what I think they're going to fail because of the popular vote. Thomas Jefferson versus Aris Burr, that was one, uh, 1800. There goes into a bit in the Hamilton musical where they talk about it a bit, which is how I know about it. Um, is that what Hamilton's about? I had no idea what the hell Hamilton was about. It, it really isn't, but they do talk about it because Burr kills Hamilton. And this is like the beginning of Burr's absolute putrid hatred for him because if Hamilton hadn't released an article a news article when he had Burr might have actually won that election but he didn't Jefferson won it um then the next one happened four years later Quincy jo John Quincy Adams versus Andrew Jackson 
And this is important because this is the last time when mm. it's happened, like it's been a proper one that's gone to the House of Reps. So when there yeah. is a contestant, contestment, blah, 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 blah. when there is a contested election where it goes to the House of Reps and the House of Reps actually gets to decide who the president is and then I think the Senate decides who the vice president is. Um, the last time it happened, that was the Democratic and Republican Party used to be one party. It was the Democratic Republicans. This yeah. was the split and Andrew Jackson, because of this, because he won the popular vote um, and he... Neither of them had enough, again, neither of them had enough electoral colleges, which is possibly what could happen here. I probably won't, but might. They were thought it would for a while. Uh, Andrew Jackson decided that, not I almost had the win. This was just, you know, this was unfair. And this was the end of the Democratic-Republican Party. Andrew Jackson went on to form the Democratic Party. Um, some people called it the Jacksonian Party because... Uh, Quincy John Adams in the next election created what was a precursor to the Republican Party. It was called the National Republican Party um, or the yep. Anti-Jacksonian Party. Um, that was the precursor to another party called the Whig Party. And then the Whig Party then became the Republican Party. So I just find it very fascinating that the last time that this happened was the schism of the Democrats and the Republicans. And yet this is also the one of the most, as everyone keeps saying, it's one of the most decisive elections in the recent history, American history. And it just feels like it's sort of repeating itself again. And yeah. Well, well, a couple of interesting, interesting facts on it. Um, the winner of this election, whoever it is, again, it could very well be discussed by the time this episode goes out. But if, Whoever wins this election will have had more votes for them than any other president in the history of the United States. If Biden wins, he'll be the oldest president in the history of the United States. Um, and also on that kind of election um, kind of fraud voting kind of case that happened again in 2004. However, there was no lawsuit um, because um, the Republicans actually <clears throat> had something where they wanted to challenge it in another state, but they realized if we challenge that one, it's kind of hypocritical to say ignore the thing that's happening in Florida. Everyone knows about the Florida thing, and that's that's it. But yes, let's let's see what happens in the election next week. Um, we'll have the answer to discuss out loud and, and have a laugh at. We're not going to know some of the votes till next week. Um, also till Friday. Um, but yeah, no, let's let's see what happens. Eh? Yep. Mm. And yeah. now to calm us all down. <clears throat> Yes. <laughs> on the chaos, please the chaos and thank the, you. On the chaos of the election, I tried to get through that as quickly as possible. You did, you, you did excellent. Look, there's a lot you to take good. in there, but a lot to take in. We'll um, do a much longer episode next week where yeah, we go, go into detail. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, go into and all, in all the details of it. Well, in all likelihood, we'll be able to sit in the same room for it as well. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. Um, we might even be able to watch some relaxing videos. Um, Bianca, do you want to do you want to look from that? You had the stressful part of talking for all that, but do you want to do you want to fire into? Do you have anything that you'd like to recommend or suggest that you like to watch? Well, I actually have one on at the moment in the background, mm. and it's on mute. Um, so yeah, my idea was talking about like we all have kind of YouTube videos and like movies and all that that we just watch just to. We don't necessarily have to even have them on loud. We just want to just watch and feel a bit of peace. Yeah. Um, 
And I was just wondering what you guys like. I like my current favorite things are uh, like steam cleaning car videos, like really cleaning dirty car videos. You're, you're like my sister Ellen. She loves watching those those videos. Now, are the videos They're so satisfying. Are the videos that you like are they full blown ASMR videos or is it just something that suits um, you? So sometimes they're ASMR, like sometimes there's there's this one that they do carpet cleaning. Oh god, I love the carpet cleanings. Oh, they're mm. so good. They get like these really old dirty carpets that just have so much gunk in them and then they steam and vacuum them. And those I like the ASMR cuz I like the sound of the water rushing. Um but some of them like I also watch a lot of um Sims speed builds. <laughs> so like they're just like someone building houses in the Sims on fast forward. And they, they usually put it to their own music and I, I can't be bothered listening to music half the time. So I just like mute it and put on my own music and just watch it in complete utter relaxation. Um, that's what's currently going on in the background of my TV at the moment. <laughs> um, but like, to, yeah, Drew, what do you Drew guys do? You. Yes. Yeah, Drew, Drew to you. What, what, what do you what do you have? Because you watch movies all the time. I don't know if you have a lot of time for YouTube. I have an exceptional amount of time for YouTube by some weird happenstance. <laughs> Look, as Philip, is, as you are well aware, having held the same previous job as me, we get a couple of half-hour breaks in the day. And mm. for me, that's usually my YouTube time. And also just, you know, I'm like every other person that just lays in bed and watches YouTube because it's easy. It is that easy to do. Mm. But as for me, um, I go back and watch a lot of old movie trailers, which I, it still, it always goes back to movies. But I watch trailers from anywhere from 10, 15 years ago, going back decades, because I'm interested in seeing how, certainly how excited I was when I didn't know how the whole movie played out, but I could still watch the trailer and go, man, that's that, I was so pumped to find out what that meant or something like that. <laughs> you know, especially, I, I think we've made yeah. the Pirates of the Caribbean sequels, the second and third trailers were so big and exciting and you had no idea what was to come except that you had to be there to see it. Um, I, I do that, Drew, with the Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone trailer. There's parts in there that I remember seeing on TV as a kid. Yeah. And then just seeing the movie and being like, no, that's not exactly how they're I, I do that with the sequels to them. I, because, you know, we'd already been given a taste with the first film. So I, I watch the trailers for the sequels mm. a lot. Um, you know what makes me absolutely mad about trailers? What? So you two know that I don't watch trailers. Oh, when they the give movies. away the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, so I don't watch trailers for movies that I'm really excited for. Like, I'll read about the movie in a news yep. article, but I won't, yep. I won't watch the trailer. Yep. But then after I watch the movie, I'll go back and watch the trailer just to be like, so what... Because, like, they always spell out the entire movie in the trailer, so I, that's mm. why I don't like watching them. You want to know what was... You want to know what the sneak... What, what, what was the things that we're going to get a glimpse at? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know what? It yeah. really annoys me when I go back and watch it, and then there's suddenly all these things in the trailer that just didn't show up in the movie, and I'm like, where, where was that? What? I know, oh, that's a very frustrating stuff. circumstance. But see, but, but, but see, Drew, it seems like your YouTube watching kind of matches exactly what you do anyway. It, it, like, it, it, it matches does. perfectly um, to your personality. Yeah, it's, well, it's that or Whereas it's Whereas I really like having my car cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Legitimately. Personality, I, Yeah. I, I also use YouTube for music because I can find, I, I love watching live performances of songs 
just songs that I've loved and I, I try and track down some live recording of it or if it's an older song I try and find the artist playing it again decades later just to hear what it mm, sounds I like when they've aged um, I, d- I did it yesterday I, oh, I do that as I was getting actually. ready for work I, I was looking up a more recent performance of Joni Mitchell doing Big Yellow Taxi it just the things you watch to sort of get into get into whatever mode you need to be in for the day um, mm. I also, I use YouTube to find stuff to relax me, to help me go to sleep. Um, certainly stuff like rainforests and ocean sounds and thunderstorms and that. Mm. Also just some of those relaxing, very satisfying videos where, you know, like you're seeing Play-Doh get pressed through a filter or something. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, they're so good. They are deeply satisfying. Well, what about you, what? Philip? Well, well, it's funny. Um, um, I, I think in terms of just things that I can lose, like months and months of my time to, to, to watch. Um, there's a channel called Mister Tfui. Uh, Tfei. Um, basically, it's 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 a, a man from. Um, I, I'm not too sure. I might say Sri Lanka or something like that. And he basically digs in like the jungle and makes pools just <gasps> using a stick. I love him. Um, so, so I love watching, yeah, this guy just do that. And he makes the most bizarre and creative kind of pools and everything like that. Um, so that's something that I love to watch as well. Yep. Um, I also really love watching um, short kind of in, like interesting little um, short documentaries that are about five to ten minutes long. Oh, they're just excellent. a little bit of a burst of information. They're great. Yeah, I've watched, um, I watched some just this morning. I watched one on um, the Artemis program for NASA. I've yep. watched ones on Apollo. Um, as well i'm doing something else interesting at the moment which is i have a very bad habit of um scrolling youtube and just hitting the watch later button (laughs) and so while i'm while i'm in quarantine i've got a chance to go through it i had 1100 things on that list and i'm down to 870 things on that list now so i've been trying to get through that (laughs) i've been trying to get through that list but essentially i like watching really kind of interesting short bits not quite ted talks because ted talks kind of carry the most of the the same format just just real good kind of like deep dives into things um i also like watching people play video games one of my favorite channels quill 18 he's just an interesting kind of canadian guy reminds me a little bit of drew uh, in in some way just with his kind of excitement about about things and his passion about about things (laughs) in this case video games for you it's movies um this reminds me a little bit about you but the canadian version um he's cool though um he's also got a handshake like you do you know that i mean like you know your hand has the the, the, the the tremble? Oh, I got the shaky thing. hands. <laughs> My lack of sleep. yeah. He has the exact same thing. He has the exact same thing. So, um, yeah. But but he's interesting and enjoyable to watch. Otherwise, people playing games like um, City Skylines or racing games, which I don't own, are very satisfying and have gotten me through the last year without my steering wheel for my PlayStation. Um, yeah, that, that's what I like to do. You got me addicted um, I also... to a. Sh- you got me addicted to. Um... Fail GTA. race with the um yeah yeah um one one last thing that I've been that I do I know I want to know if you guys do it um is I watch fail videos yes. but I'm very kind of it, it's but it's a little bit narcissistic I think in that I judge whether they deserve it or not when I watch them <laughs> so I'll, so I'll watch the fail video but I will I can't just enjoy it as, and, and laugh along at it I have to sit there and make a decision yes they deserve that or no they didn't. Uh, I don't really... Same with dash cams. 
I don't really judge them, but I do love watching dash cams though. Dash, dash cam footage. I'm sick of. I'm. I, I am sick of compilations that 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 they. They're mostly just Russian videos though, because that's just a shit show. They don't count as bad videos. Yeah, they that's just how they drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't count. Um, but but otherwise, dash cam videos. But otherwise, fail videos, and I judge people. I I don't judge the fails. Um, cause I'm, I fall over a lot. So that's just feels yes. like I'm punishing myself for some reason. Um, <laughs> don't even start. Um, so, but yeah, so like, I, I don't judge them, but I, I also get sometimes like, I, I cringe at those things, like, especially when they look especially bad. I can't, mm. I don't relax as much watching them. I just sometimes feel like, ugh. um, but I don't mind watching fail videos. I, I actually, I like watching children fail videos because children bounce. So. <laughs> they do bounce. <laughs> so oh, it's not oh, as bad. One last, one last thing that I do like to watch <laughs> is it's very stereotypical, but I love watching people finding like, well, accidentally on purpose, finding, finding old rusty ass, um, like blades and stuff like that or hammers or wrenches. And they turn them into like a letter opener or something like that. I find blacksmithing so satisfying to watch. Yeah. Especially when wow. they're in fast forward. Also, and then you can hear the, the sound of them. You know when they bang the, the, the hammer on it and it goes ding, ding. When it's yeah. in fast forward, it goes yep. like that. It's really satisfying. I really so I love watching like, in fast this, forward. There's this dude who goes and finds old toys. Like the old like 1800s PlayStation. Toys. Yep. Oh, I no, no, no. Oh, yeah, but there is a dude who's actually found, like, PlayStations and all that. But there is another guy that defines, like, all the old tin toys and, like, mm. all the lead cars and shit. And he um, redesigns them and he, like, he makes them safe for kids to play with nowadays. Like, it's really cute. He got, like, one one time he got, like, one of those old Easy Bake ovens and redid it. Um, That's pretty cool. There's an, there is another guy who... Um, I mean, cake decorating videos always great. Oh, I love oh. watching cake decorating videos. We've so we've all sat and watched hours of that together. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it's. I it, unfortunately, I feel a little bit like I'm a child, and um, you know, you're just trying to distract me while you're at the shop, so you're putting like a <laughs> phone in front of my face. Except you guys all get caught up in watching it too. Pretty like much. I feel like you're humoring me, but I appreciate it. No, no, I really love them. Like it's not even thing. Like. Oh, and slow-mo guys I'm massively invested in. I just oh, love yes. watching anything in slow-mo. They, no, but I find they take too long to get to the slow motion. It's just get to the slow-mo! No, because I like the fact that they like they describe the science behind it. Like, I genuinely enjoy that. It kind of reminds me of Mythbusters. Um, yeah. yeah. And then oh, Mythbusters I can watch whenever. Oh, and yes. then there was one other thing I was trying to say. Glass blowing. That's my other one. Well, I completely agree, Bianca, and I was going to bring up that one as a last one before we moved on. So I completely agree with that one. I also have to say, though, Bianca, if you do like Glass Blowing, there's a TV show called Grown I've Away. watched it. I knew you exactly what you were going to say. Everyone's got, everyone watched it. It's on Blade Netflix. Of course we watched it. Oh, I also love watching pottery as well. Something about, pottery something about old craft is just phenomenal. <laughs> oh, my God. And the Japanese, the Japanese pottery is amazing because they don't do it like they don't do, use machines. And there's also this woman who makes Japanese furniture, 
with bamboo where you don't use any nails or hammers. Like you use hammers, sorry, you don't use I, any nails. She's very fun to you watch. You know, you know, it's funny, Bianca. I was going to mention like this Chinese man who made who made a bridge. There's a video of him making a bridge without any nails, and it's so satisfying. And also and the, the, the Chinese just slot pottery. Together. <laughs> yeah, and then and also the Chinese pottery where they make the little um, tea pots. Yes, yes, they're Amazing. so good. <laughs> I like watching people be creative and just satisfy. That's satisfying, like perfect creations. Exactly, yeah. it is. It is satisfying. No, I, but obviously, we do want to hear what you, the audience, um, like to watch um, and find satisfying. In fact, send us a YouTube link on our Facebook page of the thing that we watch. Let's just spam our um, YouTube. Oh, I'm going to share uh, sorry, that. our Facebook yes, page. Yes, please. Yeah, spam, spam our Facebook page. So therefore, it's going to have literally zero videos on it. But so spam our Facebook page <laughs> with all the videos that you, the audience, like watching and find satisfying. Mm. No, I'm going to go um, share it to my page and be like, guys, I need you guys to help, help us. Yeah, so do that. Um, <laughs> in, this, in this turbo episode of the episode... We don't have a what the quote. Oh, we um, will have one. Oh, we will have a what oh, the quote? Oh, you have a what the quote? Yeah, I've got one. Okay, okay, okay. Drew's got a what the quote. Very um, uh, Drew, though, will also be taking us into our sick end of the week. Again, I said you're, you guys would appreciate this one. We, um, uh, I hope you do. We will kick off with the what the quote yeah. in, the, um, in the spirit of that, though. Mm-hmm. So the quote is nice and simple. It's over 50 years old, immortalized in film by our sick Kent himself. The name's Bond. James Bond. And that Welcome to the Rock. And you I can, think I can guess that movie right now. You can pick <laughs> which of the many, many, many films that came out mm. of. But in particular I, where I have a feeling it's a James Bond film. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. <laughs> but it seems fitting because it is a a line that was immortalised by the, we're very sad to say now, the late, great Sean Connery, who is, of course, our sick end of the week. And we, I feel like we should have talked about him in great detail for many other reasons, not just for the fact that he passed away this week. At the ripe old age, age of 90, good on him. Mm. But... Yeah, absolutely. I good on know. him for passing away or good on him for reaching 90? For reaching 90? For reaching... For, for, for and you know what? You know 90. what? Good on him for, for piecing out now as well, because really, he's lived a full life. I, th- I think it's time for him to go find that immortalised golf course in the sky. It's a good week for him to check out because, like, oh yeah, <laughs> looking at what happened this week, it's kind of like you know what, guys, it's been real. Peace. Yep. Look, it depends on if he's. It depends on if he's been living in the US, in which case he missed a good, a good time to, to check oh, out. Or he's, if he's been living in the UK. He's been living in the Bahamas for years. Okay, even even better because I was going to say the UK is about to go into lockdown, so you know, good place not to be there. But no, the Bahamas. Okay, well, he just had a great time, and then. Um, yeah, check that. Yeah, he um he's been living in Nassau for a very very long time. Uh, Nassau is also one of the uh, one of the most popular locations for the Bond films to visit, which is just very probably why he ended up where he is. Yeah, yeah. It 
it's not altogether surprising, but he was an absolute legend. I, I don't know if he, I don't know about you guys, but for me, he was the first Bond that I remember. My that's Pierce Brosnan to me. Wow. Yeah, me yeah. too. Okay, my um, my mum introduced me to James Bond films from a very very early age because they would play on TV and I'd sit and watch them with her. She would cover my eyes at the uh, inappropriate bits that a, a young child should not see but <laughs> i always just for me james bond was sean connery and then it was everyone else after that but it just it, he set the gold standard for the role for me and then to to see him go on and do such wonderful roles in other in other films um certainly my mother's favorite movie the hunt for red october which is just an outstanding piece of work in his catalog of course he played harrison ford's dad in indiana jones and the last crusade which is immensely entertaining given the fact that he was only eight years older than harrison ford <laughs> junior junior <laughs> just don't call me junior when they went to make the fourth indie film they did ask him back and he said that if anything was to ever get him out of retirement it would be doing another indie film but he still politely declined of course he had roles in highlander and its sequel that no one ever talks about uh he was in the original murder on the orient express he was in The Rock, Finding Forrester, and The Untouchables. And for people of our generation, we remember him quite well for being in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, I love that movie. So do I. But apparently that was such an abysmal failure that that's what caused him to retire. No, I. Oh, that's still like one of my favourite movies. I watch that often. It's so good. But what a, what a, I mean, again, like he, he was able to retire and, and just kind of very graciously just kind of slip away and mm. just enjoy retirement. You know, he didn't cop shit and, and be thrown around and have pictures all over the internet. And, you know, he just slipped away and just got to, to, to live life. Yeah. Did you know that he was offered the role of Gandalf? Really? <laughs> Frodo. Frodo. He turned it down because it. he did not understand the script. You shall not pass. He was reportedly no, offered can't, can't do it. <laughs> He was reportedly offered thirty million dollars along with fifteen percent of the worldwide box office, which would have earned him oh four hundred and fifty million to play it. He also my he also turned down the opportunity to be the architect in the Matrix films. He would have been good at that. Really, he's just he. It's just he, interesting roles that he was offered. I mean, roles that I really don't think he matches or suits. But yeah, like he again, he was able. He was then he was an everyman. Yeah, a lot of Hollywood would offer roles just for the name. Like yeah, for sure, but. I mean, if you th if you think back now, like if you look at all the people who were in Lord of the Rings, apart from Ian McKellen, I don't think many of them were massive names. And even Ian McKellen wasn't a massive name in the US; he was mostly a massive name in the UK. I don't think any of yeah. them. I think don't think any of them were a big name of any 
degree at all. No. Yeah, I mean, but if Sean they had Bean offered it to bit... Sean Connery, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. I also don't think Sean Bean was that much of a massive name in the US. No. I think we all no, know exactly. him. That's, that's, yeah, pretty pretty exactly. well all of them were hired as character actors. Yeah. Yeah. So they probably well, tried Sean to Aston, get... Sean though, would have been relative, a little bit big from, you know, early or the yeah. 90s. Yeah, and the same for Elijah Wood, but it was still... They weren't... Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Deep Impact. Oh, yeah, yes, Sean, Sean Aston and uh, Elijah Wood both were, like, child actors. And mm. it wasn't like... I mean, think about when child actors get... Ha- caught up in big movies well, now well, everyone's kind of like Encino, man. <laughs> i don't even know what that is so like i, I don't know i'm okay. joking it's got it's got brendan fraser and that's all you need to know and it's legendary um but no turning it back to to connery. Um, sean connery sorry i just wanted to say now i want to see him as gandalf but i can't <laughs> see it just for him to say it with his wobbly accent <laughs> just is how i think of how uh, he talks yeah I don't know. I think that would have been completely strange. Um, yeah, it's an it's a little bit of an in joke, but I feel like Sean Connery should have been cast as Bella Schwan. <laughs> I love that. Bianca, go to Google Image oh. and just type in Sean Connery Gandalf. Sean Connery. Well, I'm going to do that too. Gandalf. You, you want to do everyone it? Everyone at home, please do it. Unless there's, you're driving. Don't. There's some. There's some deep oh, fakes. there's some really good photos. There's some amazing deep fake screen grabs that are just, oh, especially as Gandalf the White. <laughs> yeah, he could have pulled it off. Uh, in saying that, I genuinely adore Ian McKellen. So, like, <laughs> oh, so Ian like, is perfect. <laughs> Ian McKellen is amazing in my book. I think no, but so that no, that was the thing. Ian McKellen had just done X Men, so yeah. that's why he was well known. That's what I was trying to remember. He and McKellen had just done X-Men, so that's why he was well-known in the US, but it was only a new thing, even though we all knew him from previously, mm. but that's just because we are a part of the Commonwealth. Um, <laughs> thus. Yeah, we get the Commonwealth movie catalogue. Um, yeah, look, uh, it, 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 an extraordinary loss, absolutely. Um, you know, did a lot for film um, worldwide, and... Um, you know, in many ways, brought brought Bond to the US. Yeah. You know, it. it you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Made it made it big enough in in the US. Made made the, the kind of image of of the British suave spy be more um, kind of um, more connected to the US and kind of something that they kind of had the the, mm. the belief in more. Yeah. Um, I think that's what Sean Connery did for the role and yeah for film. Um, yeah, for, for a week that had such chaos, um, or ha- is going through such chaos, again, the, U- the UK going back into lockdown, didn't even talk about that really, but... Um, no, that'll be a next week discussion. Back there. Uh, all, the fact yeah, that, to this US ele- all the fact that New South Wales is opening its borders with Victoria. Yeah, but we've had yeah, some case get good here, think, for them, yeah. Or we, I think something happened, I was reading this, I don't know, I think we might... A whole bunch of southern suburbs, everyone has to get tested. Of course. Um, We will have an outcome to the US election next week that is um, not. We um, might actually not. That is. is... They don't need to confirm an outcome until December 14th. Yeah. Yeah, we got time. So 
yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but what what I mean by what I mean by that is we will have the results. The results will have an asterisk next to it because Trump is going to go and have his kissy fit and complain about something or other to his mum and dad. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, look, we will have the result. It's just where the result stands or not is up for debate. But the results will be in, so we'll be able to break it down properly and go into detail next yep. week, state by state, kind of, not really state by state because that's a bit boring, but just kind of we'll give a summary of it and what we think about it all. Um, and, uh, yeah, but please, absolutely, we want to touch on your favorite videos that you like to watch to, to pass the time as well, well next we'll week if you them. send us through any. Yeah, exactly. So I want to see them so I can comment on them next week on the show. Yes, indeed. Um, and, and, but of course there will be none, so I don't know why I'm bothering to say that, but let's just see what happens. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, to our sick end of the week, tragic, tragic, what well, tragic loss, but, but. Um, sad loss. Yes. Um, he made it to a great age and passed it at a, at a good time for himself. Um, in this Turbo Made episode, Drew, thank you. Thank you. Bianca, thank you. Philip, thank you. I always thank you. Until next week. Yeah. Thank you.